Welcome to the Central Clubhouse, a video podcast of Christ Central. My name is Owen, and this is Bobby, and we are your hosts, and we'll be hanging out with you in the Central Clubhouse. Now, the goal of this uh, video podcast is to help our church family feel a little bit more connected as we hang out together in our virtual clubhouse with different members of our church family and getting to know them better. But before we get started, let's start with some Christ Central news and updates. So, Pastor Bobby, have you heard about the 21 days of listening to Jesus challenge? No. What is that about, Pastor Owen? <laughs> well, it's an opportunity for about 25 to 30 of us every morning. We get onto Zoom at 7 a.m. We read four chapters of scripture together, and then we all journal our thoughts, our prayers, our insights onto what we're calling our community journal, uh, which is just a shared Google Doc. And it has just been amazing just watching everyone just type their, their, their prayers and their thoughts and their insights. And it's really become an opportunity for us to minister the word to one another and experience community in a way that was really pleasantly surprising. And it's been far more encouraging than I honestly thought it was going to be. So it has just been awesome. So we're a week into this. We're about to start week two uh, tomorrow. Uh, on Monday, and I would love uh, our listeners uh, to join us for the remainder uh, of the 21 days of listening to Jesus. It really is simply that we read scripture together, we listen to Jesus, and we really want to believe what he says and obey what he commands. And it's just been really, really good for my soul. And I think everyone on that call, on that Zoom call, would probably say the same. Everyone joins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's great, man. It just it's great actually just seeing smiling faces just in the morning. It just it's such, such a great way to start the day. You know, Pastor Bob, you just came back from a sabbatical. So so tell, what, what what is a sabbatical and what were some of your highlights during your sabbatical? You know, I literally remember the interview uh, as I was getting hired, and it just feels like I just started at Christ Central, uh -huh. but it's already been seven years. Can you believe that's, that? That's crazy. And, you know, entering <laughs> into my eighth year and the session uh, graciously granted me some unhurried time with my mm. families and uh, so that I can do activities like I learned how to play the piano. And so okay. now after three months uh, of doing things that gave me life and putting my girls down every night and kissing them goodnight. Wow. Um, I am rejuvenated and refreshed and my heart is on fire and looking forward to the next seven years with yeah. us. So, so the purpose of your sabbatical is really to rest from your work so you can mm -hmm. come back to your work more refreshed, rejuvenated for, like you said, hopefully another seven years of fruitful ministry with us and among us. So yeah, Lord excited. willing. Yeah, very excited. <laughs> and also, Pastor Bobby, on Wednesday nights, our church has our weekly prayer meetings. Can you tell us a little bit about that and why people should try to join those prayer meetings? Yeah, you know, we're reading a lot of books as a staff. And one of the things that, you know, we read about is that, you know, prayer becomes essential during these times when we feel so disconnected during this pandemic. And so prayer meetings, corporate prayer meetings, especially when people come together with a single purpose, like uh, we had a night of lament, praying over the victims of the recent attacks of the Asian Americans. Yeah. Um, sometimes we bring on staff members and they share mm -hmm. their heart, their ministry, and our church gets to pray for them their family members, their loved ones, their ministry. And so it's a, it's a night when our church can come together and pray together. Wow, that's awesome. I'm so grateful that we get to do that. And Pastor Bobby, at the end of this month, we're having a, a Bridges Night. And I heard it's special. It's a little bit different from the previous ones. Tell us why it's different and why we should try to attend that as well. Well, you know, this Bridges Night, 
I, I believe it's going to be partially in person as well as online. Right. And so right. at the end of the month, people can register to come live and listen uh, to Pastor Daniel Chung from Chicago. And he's a dear friend. Uh, he's actually my wife's spiritual older brother. They went to wow. JMU together. Okay. Kate, his wife's amazing and the children. And, and so it would be a wonderful time to come and reconnect. We're always trying to bring our church back together because mm. so many people feel disconnected That's during right. this time. And this will be, I think, April 30th at 7 April 30th. p.m., right? That's right. At the church sanctuary. That's at right. At the church sanctuary. And so, Pastor Bob, you mentioned about uh, being together for worship. Now, if someone wanted to be a part of our in-person Sunday worship, because by the way, there's nothing like worshiping together in person, right? Uh, if they wanted to join our church on Sunday mornings, what do they have to do to come on Sunday mornings? As long as you're uh, a member and registered on the planning center, you just sign on to the app and register. And as long as there's a spot open, we would love to have you come and join us for live worship. And, you know, after Easter service, what I've noticed is that we've had kind of an increase in the mm -hmm. number of people coming into live service. And it's been beautiful. It almost brings me to tears as yeah. I see people raising their hands and just right. praising God together. And yeah. so I hope everyone who's listening to our our podcast can join us. Yeah. And I think we can accommodate up to 140 people. So there's plenty of space for people. Yeah. We get to socially distance. We're wearing masks. And we just want to be as safe as possible as we gather together in person. We do. Okay. Well, let's get to our very first guest at uh, the uh, Central Clubhouse. By the way, this is episode one of our pilot. So this is the first time we're doing something like this. So we had to bring on a rock star. And our very first guest at the Central Clubhouse is Elder Young O Chang. Welcome to the Clubhouse. Woo! <laughs> Hello. Thank you. What a great clubhouse. <laughs> It's beautiful, isn't it, it? It looks like we're in the same place. This we is awesome. <laughs> you don't we see are. me? You can't see me? <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get started, Elder Youngho, what are you drinking with us as we're hanging out together today? Tell us, show us what it is and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so today is uh, almost 80 degrees, so I'm having a Ooh. very cold beer from Three Notch Brewery. I feel like nice. I'm going an ad. And nice. I that looks special. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, I love it. One of our elders drinks IPA on a Sunday afternoon. I, re I just, my respect level just went up another launch, Elder Youngo. <laughs> Pastor Bobby, what are you drinking today? Well, today I have for us a single origin Kenyan double A from Foundation Roasters in Fairfax. So it's wow. local, ro wow. local roaster, and it's a beautiful cup of coffee. So I hope you guys get some. Mm. Okay. Oh, nice. and I'm drinking a 12-year Glenmorangie today. Oh, nice. So I, I bought this bottle uh, today, actually, just to celebrate our first episode, and it is quite delicious. <laughs> Looks great. Mm. Ah, okay, Elder Youngho, tell us a little bit about yourself. First, tell us a little bit about your family. Sure. Um, so my wife, Sandy, mm -hmm. uh, Deaconess Sandy. Uh, we've been married 30, I better get this right, 32 years, <laughs> 32 years this year. Um, and we had two beautiful grown children. Justin is 26 and Jamie, my daughter, is 23. And, wow. uh, you know, Justin's in Atlanta, but coincidentally, 
He's actually en route to Virginia right now as we speak. Wow. So he's moving to Virginia actually today. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Permanently. Yeah. He's coming yeah. home. He's coming home. He got I a job know. and now he's, uh, you know, he's been away for four years. So it's uh, just blessing to uh, have him back and back in the church community too. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait Justin again. Oh man, I can't wait for him Do you to know come Justin home. is uh, the Korean American with the longest arms possible. <laughs> his, his arms are disproportionately long for his body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's six three, but with his arms, I think uh, yeah, he's probably like six seven or something. I don't yeah, know. he's it's, it's awesome. Uh, Elder Youngo, uh, what are some of your um, hobbies and recreations? Things that you like to do for fun. Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, I love reading. Um, uh, you know, we moved to town of Vienna. So Sandy and I take every opportunity to walk into town. And it's actually been great during the pandemic because there's hardly any rich cars around. So, <laughs> you know, we can literally walk in the middle of the street, but we, we love exploring the town and WNOD trail that's there. Mm-hmm. We love the water. We love going to the beach, uh, lake, uh, anything to do with uh, water. I love uh, sports. I cycle. Uh, comp- uh, not competed. I rode in uh, several hundred mile rides. Wow. Uh, I still play, uh, I like to say competitive lacrosse, <laughs> but it's probably not that competitive at my age. And uh, I-, I love cars. So oh, I, wow. I, you know, I love like, like reading about them and, and so forth. And I have special affinity uh, for uh, old Porsche, air-cooled engine, vintage Porsche. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Are there any other types of cars that you love, you know, alongside Porsches? Oh, I, I just love cars in general. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I respect, I mean, Tesla even, you know, people say, oh, it doesn't, oh. you can't hear it. But you know what? I think it's fantastic mechanically It's uh, and so forth. But I love my air-cooled uh, Porsches. You know, they're loud and they smell bad and no power steering or power brakes. You got to work at it. <laughs> you got to work. You get a workout when you're driving it. Oh, that's awesome. Old school, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're a man of many interests, sir. That, that's awesome. Now, what's your favorite meal? If, if you could have one, what, what would your last meal on earth be? Your very last meal. It's so tough uh, because, you know, I, I love food, too. Okay. <laughs> yes. But, uh, okay. So I'm going to cheat a little bit. So I'm down to two. One is okay. smoked brisket from Pecan Lodge in Dallas. Oh, yes. Their brisket is out of the world. It's yes. crazy good. Equivalent. It just melts in your mouth. <laughs> Man. Right? Okay. And, do it right. <laughs> and my mother's. Wow. She's from Busan. So she makes it like with a lot of fatty pork, potatoes, uh, tofu. And when she serves it, she puts a dollop of real butter. Because you can't get enough fat from pork. No, an entire butter. Oh, Oh, wow. It's so good. It is so wow. good. <laughs> I mean, how good must that tenjang jjigae be that you would rather have that than any other food in the it, world? That's crazy. Yeah. Maybe even you know, over the brisket if it's my last wow. meal. My mother's tenjang jjigae. Yeah. <laughs> can I, can I go it. with you the next time you go over to your mom's house? I, I want to try this. <laughs> yeah, I want some you know, the, I want some you know, You know, it's good because it's better when it's reheated. The second Ooh. time around. Oh, right? yes. It gets all thick yes. and starchy. 
You know, what's crazy is Sandy is so well known in our church for all the soups and, you know, things that she brings by. So you're literally a food family, (laughs) you know, you provide good food for everybody. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. I didn't know that. That's, that's something new I learned. Um, So Elder, what's on your bucket list? What are some things that you want to do or accomplish or experience before the Lord calls you home? So, um, you know, I, I was kind of joking at the beginning, uh, you know, I have a virtual bucket list that I wow. keep. And wow. so Sandy and I are reading a book, you know, in preparation for retirement, mm-hmm. not for several years, but, you know, just kind of getting our head together and so forth. So I have a bucket list, list, a virtual uh, on my phone that I keep and I just add things as I go like, oh, I want to take, um, you know, like theology classes. I've always wanted to have time wow. to do that. So that's wow. on my bucket list. Uh-huh. I want to take a bartending class, a <laughs> okay. cooking class. Uh, I want to learn to surf. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I want to be good at golf and tennis and visit at least 50 countries. You know, wow. I'm at 15, Sandy's at 18. So, okay. and, uh, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff that I just keep on my list. So, because right now the, the thing I don't have is time. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when I do have time in my retirement, how am I going to be using my time? Wow. And hopefully wisely, not just, yeah. kind of like, hey, I just want to play golf all day. You know, not that there's anything wrong with it, but, you know, there are things that, I, you know, and, and you just think of when you're like, wow, if I just had this afternoon free, I'd go surf. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Elder Yo, one of the things that I admire most about you is just your intentionality. You're just so intentional about how you live life. And that allows you to live life, I think, wisely. You steward your resources, your time well. That's fantastic. I, I need to do that. I got to come up with a virtual bucket list. That's, yeah. a, that's a great idea. I'm yeah. starting one right now. And <laughs> hey, we can take a surf bucket list together, Bobby. <laughs> uh, we can. And maybe we can go golfing together. There you go. You could teach yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, I, you don't, you don't want really me to be a good golfer, Elder Young. Terrible golfer, no. but I do love it. I'll tell you, it doesn't look pretty, but it's very effective. <laughs> it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't That's have to right. be pretty. That's right. Um, uh, before we kind of leave kind of the fun questions here, here's one last one. What's one uh, strange or odd thing about you that no one else would know? Well, the, the thing I'm willing to share... Okay. <laughs> maybe after off the air we can hear the other things <laughs> yeah. off the record but no uh you know during the pandemic uh i picked up uh, a smoker so i've been smoking you know oh. ribs and meat and yes. chicken fish Whiskey. uh just really got into it so you know you, you have when you're working virtually you can start in the morning early uh-huh. put your ribs or you know pork butt or something in there and you can kind of like nurse it during the day right so uh-huh. it's been so much fun and you know i, I just had i had my butcher paper i wrapped it <laughs> wow. and uh, bobby you'll love this i i started making my own barbecue sauce right oh so, are you using so vinegar crazy. base are you um, using vinegar no base? this is this is uh I'm, that's my next one is vinegar okay. base but this one is uh called bourbon sriracha Oh, <laughs> so uh, bourbon and obviously sriracha with a little more heat, like ghost peppers and stuff. So oh, it has ghost a ring. Oh, it's good. So I've been bottling them and I have a little label. <laughs> yeah, with <laughs> so your I've face been on it. it out to family and friends. <laughs> That's awesome. You <laughs> what, should what put you your face on it. it. 
Do you have, do you have a name for your it's, sauce? It, it is. And uh, don't take it. Okay. Because okay. so it, it's called Yoho barbecue sauce. Young ho, <laughs> Yoho barbecue awesome. sauce. Oh shoot. That's awesome. I, I want a signed copy of Yoho barbecue sauce <laughs> and especially the vinegar one when you create yeah. it. So far, so good. Maybe it's because I'm giving them out, you know, for free, but the, the the review's been okay <laughs> wow oh, that's awesome we definitely want some of that yes that is so cool my goodness um so you know, we're gonna we're gonna uh, shift gears a little bit and um and we want to talk about you as as a christian so can you tell us you know when and how you became a follower of jesus christ uh, so when did you start to really like walk with the lord yeah, so, you know, I, I think maybe it's a typical story. I grew up in church, um, it, you know, and, and we came here in 1973. Church was, you know, uh, besides having the religious aspect of it, it's also kind of the community for Koreans, right, right. in the 70s. Um, mm-hmm. And my mother is uh, very faithful. Uh, however, you know, when I went to college and then after college, I, I really fell away from church. Because, mm-hmm. you know, my mother wasn't telling me to go to church or whatnot. And I just uh, fell, fell away. Um, mm-hmm. And it was tough because, you know, the kids were doing fine, uh, you know, and work was going fine. And, you know, it was like, why do I need Jesus? You know, mm-hmm. that's only for people who need something like wow. they can't, you know, handle it on their own. Yeah. And that was kind of the, the really um the thinking that I had, I'm so embarrassed by it, but I'm, I'm just being honest. Hmm. And um, probably about 20 some years ago, 25 years ago, when my father started getting sick and uh, later he passed, passed away, um, I really felt like my life was falling apart. Hmm. And what I thought I had control really was not control. Right. I thought I had control of my life, my work, my kids, my job and, you know, my marriage and all that. And it's just like that's it's not there. It's just like in your head and you think you do. So that's when I, you know, gave up control of my life to a Lord. And, uh, you know, it's been amazing. You know, you feel like the relationship can't get any deeper. And then I'm still amazed every year, even like this year. Uh, my depth and my relationship with Jesus is like take another notch, you know, and mm. it's not always like going up or something. I, I have slip ups all the time, but, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like this is like that, you know, bottomless salad, right? You feel like you finish the salad. There's more. There's more. Yeah. Oh, wow. We're so encouraged to hear you share. I, I know that, just personally from the way that you've discipled some of the men at our church, they just benefit so deeply mm-hmm. from the fact that you're going deeper, you know, every single day and every year you're drinking deeply, you know, from the living water. And so I think, you know, our church only benefits from having an elder that loves the Lord and Amen. walks with him on a daily basis. So thank you for that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, I I don't know if the church know this, uh, though I may be Elder Youngo's pastor. Elder Youngo is definitely my older brother, my Hyungnim, and I learn so much from him and from his wisdom and his uh, experience. But especially just his growing love for the Savior and his love for the church is just so inspirational to me. And I just, uh, you shepherd me in ways that people don't even understand Elder Youngo, and I I kind of want them to know that that even the senior pastor has shepherds 
that takes care of me. So thank you. Thank yeah. you. Now, Elder Youngo, so how long have you been a part of the Christ Central family? And what do you miss most about church right now? Or maybe one or two things that you miss about church? Sure. Uh, you know, I've been at CCPC for about 18 years. 18 years. Uh, 18 so years. Uh, it's been incredible. I've seen kind of the, the low points and the high points. So mm -hmm. um, uh, it's, it's been a journey. Um, I guess what I miss about the church with the pandemic is, of course, the three-dimensional relationship, right? Yeah, I call yeah. it the 3D versus 2D. Uh -huh. And just being, uh, and especially more recently when we're able to be a church, and I, I've been uh, I've been able to go there in person for uh, more recently. And it's just mm. like, wow, you know, I mean, you worship so at home and it's like, yeah. But man, when you have that community and the, yeah. our, our praise team is going at it and, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and you can hear people uh, mm -hmm. just like worshiping behind you. And yeah. it's just a whole nother level. You know, it's just That's like right. we all know that intellectually, mm. but just the sensory part of it, all your senses are like live Engaged. and picking things yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's awesome. It's just like. Please, folks, if you can, come in if you can. Obviously, we want to do it in a safe way, but man, mm. that's like, you just like your, it's almost like a gospel renewal, you know, just by being <laughs> in community worship, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. 3D. That, that's such a good, great way to put it. Mm -hmm. I think we yeah. all miss the 3D aspect of our relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if I can add one more. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. It's just kind of like spontaneity in relationships and conversations right like mm -hmm. right now you have to plan hey let me have a zoom call at six o'clock tonight now you got to plan yeah. things yeah but when we're together just like you know see you and say hey let's grab lunch mm -hmm. or if you see somebody you haven't seen or even thought about perhaps yeah. and you see them in the lobby like that's right <clears throat> you know what? like how are you doing and it just right. again we miss that part of it that's right yeah I miss hugs. Just <laughs> oh, I miss being hugs able too, to bro. hold someone and say, hey, I'm so glad you're I, I think I hold people a little longer than I should when, when I get to hug somebody. I'm sick and tired of the fist bumps, man. Yeah. I want some full, deep hugs and just go, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, and I can't wait. Um, you know, Elder Yongo, they, you know, people always talk about how challenging and exhausting it is to kind of serve in ministry during the pandemic. And, and we know that there's challenges and, 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 and it can be hard, but what are some ways that you have found uh, joy and maybe even life serving as an elder during this pandemic? Hmm. If there has ever been, <laughs> I shouldn't assume that there is. Yeah. And I, I think one thing um, we didn't realize, or I didn't realize, uh, uh, just speak for myself, that is, uh, sometimes we uh, equate, you know, serving a church with our spiritual relationship with mm -hmm. our Lord. And, and of yeah. course, I mean, when you serve with, uh, with your heart and you're generous and all that, that is. Uh, however, um, even in my role, you, you know, you get so busy serving. You know, you're mm -hmm. focused on serving. Yeah. And I think pandemic, in some sense, it really kind of brought back to what's really important. Wow. And for, for the pastors, yeah. for uh, staff and elders, like we're so busy serving 
our congregants and all the things. And, and mm. people don't even realize probably 80% of the things you do, like setting mm. this thing up. It takes time <laughs> and effort, right? You see a finished product of 45 minutes, but it takes days and weeks yeah. of work. Mm. And sometimes you're so focused on your goal of achieving certain yeah. objectives. And we all have them and we yeah. all need them. You forget your personal relationship yeah. with our savior. That's right. And that's right. I think that's what I missed during, or that's what I got during the pandemic. Some of the things were canceled. Mm-hmm. We're not physically at places, which saves tremendous amount of time. Yeah. And we're able to kind of, or I was able to utilize and say, wow, you yeah. know, quiet time, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quiet time, you know, personal devotion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so isn't it so true? Adrian? It's so easy to work really hard for Jesus while neglecting to walk with him while you're working for him. And, right. uh, and that's such a real, I think, danger and temptation for those of us who are you know, doing ministry the way we're doing, either as staff or as elders. And I think, um, so I love that you brought up just the importance of personal worship. So I want, let me ask you, let me speak to that. So what does personal worship look like for you, Elder Young? How do you do it? And are there some things that God has been showing you from his word, either about himself or about, or about you, about the world, that's really kind of been convicting you uh, recently? Yeah, uh, my personal worship and, and you know, uh, I, you know it, it's, uh, it's the things that I, you need to really pay attention to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Worshiping as a community is, of course, important, uh, but you have to have that personal relationship. You have to have that. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, I kind of had a routine right before the Mm -hmm. pandemic. I, you know, get ready and go to work and I set aside right before I start work. I have my personal devotion Wow! Mm -hmm. because I I settle down, Mm -hmm. I breathe in Mm -hmm. and I read and I pray and then Mm -hmm. I can start my day. You know, yeah. so yeah. when pandemic happened, you know, all this working from virtual and you're just kind of waking up and throwing some water and you're on a Zoom call, you know, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> the whole day went by. So uh, in the last two months, I've been going into work physically just to mm-hmm. get back into the routine. Yeah. And uh, that is just for me, it's very important to have that routine. Sure. As opposed to, oh, I forgot my personal devotion. Let me mm-hmm. go do it. It's That's almost right. like second thought mm-hmm. or like a chore mm-hmm. or a checklist. And, you know, we don't, we don't want that. I, yeah. I mean, Jesus is not a checklist. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess uh, I forgot the second part of your question. It just Has there been some things that God has been showing you recently from his word, just kind of a new convictions or thoughts or burdens or, or anything like that? Uh, absolutely. And um, it really relates to uh, social justice. Um, you know, it's something, of course, you uh, are convicted to. You want it, You want people to be treated uh, equally and fairly, uh, and the justice to be applied. Mm. But I mean, I was ignorant. I, I just didn't know. You know, and yeah. uh, maybe uh, more convicting is maybe I didn't care. Mm. Wow. Um, and and it was easy to not care. Yeah. Right. Because it yeah. didn't impact me personally, That's or it right. didn't impact people around me personally. So um, when the Black Lives Matter happened, and um, I I think God provided this opportunity during the pandemic, when we didn't have (laughs) distractions like sports, you know, uh, you know, all the uh, Olympics. I mean, think about all the distractions. You you have news and then next day you you get into the 
the topic of the day, which is not something that happened, but yeah. it got a lot of airplay because mm. there's pretty much nothing else was going on. Yeah. You know, besides uh-huh. COVID, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, so I think it allowed, God was allowing us to let that really simmer and mm-hmm. for us to reflect. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that uh, we as a, as a society really rose up to that Hmm. and said, Hmm. no, this is not right. And Hmm. people like me who may have, yeah, this is really bad. And then you move on to something else the next day. (laughs) No, it just lingered. Hmm. It's like something that just lingered over you and you just can't shake it in a good sense. And Mm -hmm. had some really good discussions with our kids, you know, yeah. That guy, Justin and Jamie, they're very thoughtful people and they educated me. It's great mm-hmm. when your kids educate you yeah, that's on right. what's going on. And and even the AAPI issues, you know, we've had some long, deep discussions and mm-hmm. they showed me, you know, it's, it's not good for us to just keep our head down. Yeah. And that yeah. also convicted me to do certain things at work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. God, you know, did all this. There was intentionality as he always is always on, in control, right? Amen. And that's Amen. part of, I think, what I'm getting out of it is one of the reasons behind it is so that people like me can pay attention to these things. Wow. Mm. Wow. Wow. How, 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 how was Justin impacted? I know he was down in Georgia during that time. And was he able to share with you and connect with you his uh, process? You know. Yeah, absolutely. It uh, it impacted him severely um, mm. in in a, a profound but also good way as well. I mean, mm. obviously being in Atlanta, not too far from the shootings and so forth. And there was some stuff that happened at work afterwards where it really impacted him. Um, and he had conversations with his boss. He actually talked to the CEO of the company. And he, he used to work for an international company, right? There's, there's thousands and thousands of people, billions mm-hmm. in business. Big. And he wrote an email to the CEO and the CEO actually <laughs> called him, <laughs> talked to him, you know, and called him up and, and he, he had a, a blind spot. The CEO didn't realize that this is a big issue. And you know, as a CEO myself, I'm glad when people, you know, call out my gap, right? And they mm. say, hey, you're missing something here. Not in a bad or offensive way. Just say, hey, you know, you should think about these things. And yeah. I think that's how he took it. Yeah. Wow. Well, speaking of uh, uh, Justin speaking to the CEO, we'd love to just kind of ask you some questions about your work. So, uh, Elder Youngo, um, uh, what do you, where do you work and what do you do for work and what is your role in your workplace? Sure. So uh, my company is ATCS, and mm-hmm. we are a professional consulting engineering firm Okay. Uh, based out of Herndon. We have uh, nine offices from Pennsylvania all the way down to South Carolina. Okay. And I'm the CEO of the company. Wonderful. Wow. CEO. Um, so you're the right person to ask about this. So, <laughs> uh, so how does your company that you lead the work that it does and produces, how does that help human flourishing? And how does that, how does your company contribute to the overall welfare and good of our society? Yeah. Uh, I I think that's such an important question and Mm. it all, I I think in my opinion, I'll just, uh, well, just talk about my experience. It all uh, happened when 
I finally realized that work and Christian life can't be separated. Mm, <laughs> you can't okay. take your Christian hat off on Monday yeah. uh-huh. and then bring it back on, you know, on Sunday, right? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work okay. that way. So uh, understanding that we're all using uh, gifts that have been given by God mm-hmm. and our work is good. God yeah. wants us to work. Mm-hmm. It's a That's way right. to honor and glorify God. That's so right. once you kind of understand that concept, you know, like everything is wide open, right? Yeah. So, you know, uh, God put me in this role in this company, and we want to be very clear and intentional about what we do. I mean, we're engineers, right? Okay. But there are hundred other engineering companies. Yeah. But what's what do we, why do we do what we do? And we have mm-hmm. a very clear purpose statement in the company. Okay. And our purpose statement is to enable our clients, our employees, and our communities to flourish. Wow. That's why, wow. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. And I would hope any, everyone in the company, we're about 250 people, and people who are joining the company mm-hmm. also are aligned with our purpose. Yeah. And I love that, you know? Yeah. And then furthermore, we talk about our four pillars. And four okay. pillars are client, employee, company, and community. And what that means, and we have statements about expectations, mm-hmm. how you should behave, God. how you should serve, mm-hmm. what, what is expected mm-hmm. of you um, in the company, and how you serve others like your uh, peers and your clients, wow. the company, uh, as well as your community. Mm. And things like, you know, we give time off to serve in the community. Um, things wow. that we've done, I mean, uh, d with the social injustice, you know, something that we want to do uh, at work is to really involve uh, folks in discussion about diversity and equality and inclusion in the company. And wow. you know, I was thought we were, we were fine. Um, because we've been recognized for having a very diverse workforce, but we mm-hmm. still have work to do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and our folks, wow. employees were calling us out and saying, hey, you should be doing this, you should be doing this, and we should do more of these things. And I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, people really change uh, the things that we're doing in the company uh, for the better, for everyone. That's right. You know, one of the things that uh, impacted me as I heard about, you know, your work environment is that you would grab like a first year engineer that came on your firm and have breakfast with them. And, you know, it's like how mind blowing is it for that, you know, first year employee to just sit down and to share their heart and what it means with their CEO. I think mm-hmm. that never happens, you know, and and, <laughs> and and the fact that you intentionally do that, I, mm-hmm. I think I was just blown away way, you know, by your heart and how you apply who you are at our church and ministry, your disciples, your family, even to your workplace, you know, and so we're very thankful for that. And it's amazing how gospel enters a conversation. Mm. And you don't, you don't say, hey, I want to talk to you about the Bible. (laughs) We just talk and naturally there's opportunity that presents itself to discuss the gospel. That's right. You know, it's amazing. You know, Elder Young, I've I've said this before, and I think it bears repeating again, you know, to be a Christian employer, you know, doesn't mean that you have Bible verses plastered around the office, or you have Christian music playing. That's, that's superficial and inconsequential, to be honest. I think what it means to be a Christian employer is to be the kind of employer that every employee would want to work for, whether they're Christian or not. Because they see uh, that you lead with kindness and wisdom and you treat everyone fairly and justly and, and you provide a safe 
workplace where people feel uh, valued and empowered to do their work. I think that's really what, what should make a, a, an employer distinctly Christian. It's just that, that the people that they lead love being led by them. And, and, and you know, you are a Christian leader in the workplace, Elder Youngo, and we're just so proud of you, thankful for you. To be honest, if I somehow lose my job at Christ Central, I'd love to come and work for you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. And, and, you know, just a little side note, uh, I tell people I'm the temporary CEO. Mm. And they're like, well, or, what's going on? Are you yeah. like, no, 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 I have no intention to leave anytime soon, but I will. Mm -hmm. You know, this That's is right. not my job. It's That's a job right. I'll hold currently. Mm, but, wow. you know, there's a next person coming to be the CEO and, and probably make this company, you know, That's to right. the next level. So right. it's important for us to recognize uh, that God has right. provided us this opportunity, you know, use it to glorify him. Mm. And then you're going to move on to something else. Right. Yeah. And who knows where God's going to lead me next. But, mm. uh, you know. What a great perspective. What yeah. a great perspective. Right. Because you don't so, you don't then think about it as like you're you're prideful of your position or authority. It's temporary. You, right. you don't own it. Mm -hmm. You know, do the best you can and you're gonna move on. Oh, Pastor Bobby, I think there's a lot of application for us and for our staff, right? We gotta remember yeah. that we're temporary interim uh pastors, and there will be pastors who come after us. And um yeah. This church doesn't belong to us, right? It belongs to the yeah. Lord. We get to serve in this role for this period of time. What a great perspective. Yeah. And just the thankfulness that we yeah. have when we think about it that way. Thank you so That's much right. for that. Yeah. You know, Elder Yongo, it's been fantastic just kind of hanging out with you in the Central Clubhouse here. But before we let you go, is there just one final word of encouragement that you have for our listeners today? If if I, if you want to tell anyone anything, what's the one thing you want to tell our church family today? I, you know, this, uh, this has come up before, so I, I, maybe I can take this opportunity, you know, and I, I have the advantage of age, right? I'm mm -hmm. age advantaged. <laughs> it just means for the most people in the church, I'm older, I've lived longer, I've experienced more. And one of the things uh, that uh, I wish somebody mentioned it to me when I was mm -hmm. younger with younger kids is that, uh, uh, you know, a lot of things that we're concerned about that we spend time stressing over, uh -huh. the things we spend tremendous amount of resources over, uh, is at the end of the day, it's just, uh, you're just kind of like working the edges a little bit. You know, it's not like, oh, like I don't sit wow. here now and say, man, I wish I gave one more tutoring session to Justin. <laughs> I, wish, I wish Jamie had one more sports clinic. You know, I wish I wish we could do all that. And you know what I wish for? Yeah. If there's well, any way to say it, like I I I wish I spent a little more time, just like wow. unfettered, no mm -hmm. purpose except to spend time. Wow. And lean them toward Jesus Christ, right? Oh. Just like you don't get that. Like just spend time with. They're like, oh, where do we go next? Carpool to the you know soccer practice or tutoring, you know, and all that stuff. It's like. Our lives are like constant. And I know it's tough. I mean, we're all kind of like competing and all that. But again, I have the advantage of hindsight, <laughs> right? And in hindsight, those things were not that important. Wow. That Man. is worth its weight in gold. That Those final few sentences, 
everyone in our community needs to hear, especially our young families with young kids, because it's so easy, like you said, to get caught up in the rat race, AU this, you know, music that our classes, and you know, they have to do this uh, travel tournament and whatever it is, and it can just consume us. And really, at the end of the day, it's just a distant memory. And, and they're not even the things that we really treasure. Right. Wow. That's and so we kind of say, I want the best for my kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Best for the we kids do. is spending time with you. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is just gold. That's just pure wisdom. Uh, and I hope everyone listening to this podcast really takes that to heart, especially young parents. Thank you for that. Um, but before we let you go, Elder Youngo, what's one way we can pray for you, for Sandy, for Justin, uh, for Jamie? Let us pray for you before we let you go. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I, I think for, for me, uh, just being able to um, fulfill God's purpose mm. for me. Um, you know, even though, you know, a lot of these things and, and I feel like uh, I make it sound like, you know, it's all figured out. I, I don't have it all figured out, you know. So um, just pray for me that I'm doing what God's intended purpose for me is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, especially, you know, going into my next chapter, whenever that's going to be, that yeah. uh, I'm, I'm using my time wisely and Amen. effort. And, and not because God's going to love me more. That's not that's it. Right. But I, mm -hmm. I want to honor him, as much, you know, and fulfill the gift that he's given me to the fullest extent possible. Hey, Pastor Bobby, can I ask you to just to pray a prayer of blessing over our dear Elder Youngho? Yes, would yeah. love to. Let's pray. Dear God, um, what an amazing time and a reminder for us to remember what's important, that mm. we're just merely adjusting the fringes if, we, if we've just focused and get overwhelmed by all these details of events and things instead of what's most important, that Elder Youngho, after all these years, reminds us to be with our children, to be with our loved ones, friends, and to just in an unhurried way, love them, listen to them and connect with them. Mm -hmm. And I just pray that Elder Young Ho would get to do that. And, and in his heart, the reality of the gospel is so real that he's not trying to make God love him more, but he wants to honor him. And I pray that for the rest of his life here, in the way that he loves his children, his wife, his church, in the way that he lives out his retirement as well as the final years or God at work as CEO, that all or God would come to be uh, ones who uh, feel that flourishing in their lives because Elder Young Ho was in their lives. And Amen. so we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Oh, Elder Young, thank you so much for uh, being our first guest and for hanging out with us in the Central Clubhouse. It's been a blast getting to know you better. And I'm sure our listeners just are thankful that they got to know you a little bit better as well. Well, thank you all. If you're uh, listening to this or watching this, thank you for joining us today. And we'll see you next week with our next guest in the Central Clubhouse. Bye for now, guys. Bye-bye.